welcome to the Sullivan Strumpf podcast. I'm Ursula Sullivan. And I'm Joanna Strumpf. We are really excited today to be hearing from Natalia Hughes, our latest addition to the gallery family. How excited are we about Natalia, Ursula? Oh, we have looked at Natalia's work for over 10 years and watched her progress and progress and progress. And then when we saw this new series based on de Kooning's Women, we both knew, didn't we, Joe, that this was really important work and this was a really important conversation to be having in the art world today. Dr. Natalia Hughes is a lecturer in fine art and expanded practice at the QCA. We'll be speaking with the wonderful Hamish Sawyer, who is an independent curator and writer and has held positions at the Caloundra Regional Gallery, but also co-curator at Quag Goma for the eighth Asia-Pacific Triennial, which is such an incredible exhibition, one of the most important held in, in Australia and, in fact, in the region. But that's a whole other topic of conversation. We look forward to hearing the two of them discuss Natalia's work. You've been making work about male representations of the female body for some time. What is it about de Kooning and his women? I've always found expressionism and the narrative around it really hard to bear. Is that because it's so closely tied to sort of the idea of male? Yeah, genius. Yeah, and I was also already looking at canonical kind of modern works that were, you know, like the kind of pioneers of painting and how it's just like the female body is the thing that you get to experiment and chop up and, you know, to to be able to be experimental. Mm. And he was just like exemplary as that Mm. and I suppose when I started I didn't have respect for him but the weird thing about having to engage with him really closely is that I've had to really really look at and pull apart the way that he painted so I have a strong sense of what his contribution is to painting but I still think the engagement is problematic and people talk about it so often in terms of its sensuousness and that's fine Mm. don't displace that I don't know why, but I sort of think a little bit of Cindy Sherman's um, portraits when I see it. But I, what I also like about that is, as you said, the painterly sort of passages are not about the texture or the thickness of the paint. No. It's more about, it's almost operating as a sign, like a... Yes. As a standing in for a yeah. thickness of paint. I've talked about this to students before. I don't think the super embracing of, like, painting in the sense of it being a really clear signification of painting but I still, I spend so much time painting, like, you know, and the process is one of painting. I start with an image, but everyone starts with an image, right? It's funny because then I've also always relied on digital processes to make, but then they don't necessarily get included in this kind of like digital painting moment either. And that's because they're not using... studio, post-internet art kind of... Yeah, and they're they're using Photoshop and Microsoft Paint, but they're using the digital paintbrush that signifies painting. I just find that really interesting. I couldn't do it without Photoshop and I wouldn't be doing it if I had confidence and joy and pleasure in drawing as a way of kind of bringing things forward. You don't have that? No, I never did. I never did. What I loved about this was to be able to start with something else and make something from it. And so contribute to it and be in dialogue with it. Like it's really important that I'm in dialogue with something else as a starting point and to build. Well, one of the interesting things that's really apparent now is that 
each one really has its own strong sense of identity and some of them are quite different. Like this work in the corner, which sort of is quite different. They're these painterly sort of strokes and you've kind of got this clownish sort of face. So that was me trying not to reject the kind of gestural brush stroke and blending of paint. Like it's not mucky and it's not thick, so it's not decooning, but I did still want to kind of, you know, make the brush strokes more visible just so that I could then... Is the word counterpose with my obsessive, very precise patterning on the top? So instead of projecting my image that I've made in Photoshop, I projected the decooning and me and my assistant then tried to paint the decooning-ish. Right. And then after that, projected an image with the patterns that's sort of similar so that you get those two ways of painting kind of butting up against each other. One of the things that I guess is interesting, and I think it's always been in there in your work, is the colour combinations. There's always something a little bit off, Mm -hmm. which is deliberate as well. (laughs) They're not pretty, but you don't want them to be pretty, right? That's the point. No, but I'm still very invested in the idea that I might seduce someone into viewing something they wouldn't normally look at. So there is a cleaning up and a kind of harmonious combination in certain aspects of things, but then I also want the push out Mm. and away and the like, oh, that's maybe too much, which is a great commercial uh, sales Decision. <laughs> but, you know, the yeah. were mm. pretty grotesque. And actually the colour palette I tried to take from him and the funny yeah. thing is if you take out, like, the pinks and the green, they is, are kind of is, well, well, his palette. Yeah. And it, his palette is kind of off, but it's also very, very decor, yeah. 1950s decor appropriate when you pull out individual colours. It's like, oh, okay. And so the patterns, like some of the patterns are also taken from 50s. Yes. Textiles. Yeah. And then everything else, I was thinking of 50s mm. textiles and trying to make 50s textile-ish. Ish. Yeah. Except for the grid, which I've just been using since I started this kind of work because yeah. I did want that. Yeah. So it's about this kind of exposing the scaffolding for the painting? Yes, and it is. And a weird intersection between his mark making and... And yours. I mean, your work has always been quite labour-intensive and detailed. Mm. This just looks bonkers. Mm. You have an assistant now? I do. I have just, like, a a wonderful assistant, Savannah. Um, Is she a student or...? Yeah, so she wasn't a student when she was working for me, but she's come back to do the honours program. And so what does she assist with? Painting. She can do most aspects of it. But then I, you know, like, there's some stuff, like the grids, that I've got to have something that I can do that other people can't do. Yeah. I I must. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this kind of line work, I don't know, it's just sort of most economical for me to do it. Oh, and also I've worked with another assistant who's helped me produce the The cyanotypes, who's also a wonderful human being. And so this room is sort of more about the pattern side of this ongoing exploration of pattern and decorative elements in your work. The body's also present, I should add, through these yes. soft sculptural yeah. forms. When I was imagining it, this was going to be completely nuts. Yeah. So that when you were standing on one side of yeah. the cocoonings and you looked back, that it was just complete bodily chaos. And just the paintings were going to be on mattresses and on the floor. Which you've used before. Yeah, yeah. But as it happened, I then sort of pulled back from that a little bit because it just seemed like because that was the first thing you'd encounter that maybe that this wasn't the right way to go way about to do it, no. And, yeah, so the Bengless, Bengless knots yeah. and Eva Hess's hang-up, I wanted those sorts of practices that register the body in that way to meet this other false gesture 
this like like repeated faked Photoshop gesture. Like um, the squiggle. Like yeah. frantic. Yeah. Um, Which is such a trope of digital painting or like post yeah, internet totally, painting, isn't it? People totally. love using yeah. it. And people love the Kooning scribbles. Like, yeah. people love them. What is it? It's just um, like, it's it's free. Yeah. Like, I can do a squiggle exactly. and yeah. isn't it? Isn't it brilliant? So with me, these are like, here's my little ten, here's my little um, Wacom tablet. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. So you're doing it with this incredible level of precision and yeah. deliberateness. Yeah. Um, for them, it was about the yes, like arbitrary kind of active, yeah um, action painting. Yeah. But I still pair it with fingers and my boob casts and mm. the dildos again that bringing together of traditions was quite important yeah, yeah. i mean you've made work that's sort of more abstract than yeah less abstract yeah and people struggle with abstraction don't yeah. they? they just look this is as gestural as i'm getting yeah. like but for me it's a sort of funny yeah. Yeah. foul for blowing off some steam um, and the cyanotypes, is that a new or something that you've experimented with before? I have because my partner has right. and because my previous job I was directing a photography degree media, and right. I felt yeah. like I should be really engaging with photo techniques yeah. where possible. Yeah. And the other reason is I have watercolour versions of the woman paintings and cyanotype versions and digital versions and painting versions and I'm just trying to take that sort of authenticity of the de Kooning and just repeat it a bunch of times because the copy yeah. and the way that each yeah. repetition is different yeah. is another way of kind of undermining that that, that the, the authenticity and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the singular genius yeah. and the inspiration model that you know I have to yeah. say a lot of my students are really invested in still and then, yeah. you know, if you're doing your job well, as they're making and they understand iteration mm. and they understand the feedback process and they understand failure and how it's great to have failures because you learn from them. And, you know, we talk in the third year class a lot about that inspiration model and how it's the dominant model culturally. Yeah. That's our expectation of an yeah. artist. But I know this because the general public, when they find out that I have a assistant, assistant they're like, they... what do they do? Interestingly, that's actually tied back into labour and the yeah. fact that these works are so labour-intensive. Yeah. And your body, you are doing great damage in, oh, totally. to your body yeah. um, to make your art. Absolutely. And so then if you put it in those terms, like a bit, which part did you paint? Yeah, I know, I know. You know, there has been parts that only I can do mm. and, uh, you know, it's self-satisfying to think only yeah. I can do them. But then what does that even... But it's, it's also, just about a particular skill idea, development. But it's also your idea as much as the finished object. Yeah. And it's in dialogue. Mm, not just with de Kooning, but with everything that's kind of come. Yeah, since. yeah, yeah. That's right. The fact that de Kooning did the images, mm. and I'm like, he's my assistant now. Yeah, yeah. He's your beast. <laughs> yeah, he, like, you know, I had to finish it, but yeah, he started it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you done with him? Have you, you, you resolved your. I am and I am not. I have some stuff going on in the studio. Mm. It's about mopping up some cyanotypes that were underexposed that I'm painting on mm. with watercolour so that I can do a similar kind of gestural Gestural. thing and another copy because I want to keep copying Mm. to learn. You've been listening to Natalia Hughes in conversation with Hamish Sawyer. If you want to find out more about Natalia, you can go to our website, which is www.sullivanstrumpf.com. 
There's also a link to a really beautiful video interview with Natalia in her studio, which was made by Quag Goma on the occasion of Natalia being an artist in residence for the Open Studios, where she was located late last year and early this year before the gallery closed due to the unmentionable COVID. You can also hear other podcasts on Spotify, Buzzsprout, Stitcher and all the places where you get your podcasts from. Natalia will be pleased to know that we are having our first solo exhibition of her work in September this year. So stay tuned for more. That's it from us today. Thanks, Urs. Thanks, Joe. See you next week.